Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Tonight on Battle of the Autists. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's the wrong show. Is it? Show. Is it really? <laughs> well, that's the Thursday night show. I guess not. It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to tonight's program. If you are a new listener to this show, please visit freetalklive.com and find out all about us and what we do and why we do it and why we're here. Uh, it looks like uh, the lady of the house has decorated uh, some hearts around the place in celebration of February and uh, Valentine's Day. Am I am I pronouncing the that massacre? wrong? No, not the massacre. Oh, <laughs> the one where like there's this little like baby with like a bow and arrow who shoots people. Oh. So does that mean that your home is you know delicately uh, gracing its presence with Tommy guns and blood? Because that that would be I mean fun. I mean, I might be able to get my guns back this month, so I'm a little excited about that. Oh, I was just thinking like little stuck-up to- yeah. uh, uh, stickers of Tommy guns like the little hearts here. Yeah, maybe. I'll you know, know, it never occurred to me that no one ever celebrates Valentine's Day with actual human hearts. <laughs> now, I, you mentioned that, and all Some I have... Southeast cannibal tribe. All I have stuck in okay, my head... Okay, fine, not nobody. Is, what is it, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where like the... The, the Nazi guy like reaches in and pulls the oh, guy's yeah. heart out, right? And it's still pumping as he mm. shows it to him. Like that's that's what I think of when you mention celebrating Valentine's Day with human hearts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that might actually happen. There's a, a whole lot of nervous tissue in the heart specifically to keep it pumping in case it loses signal from your spine. So it might still be pumping if you pulled it from someone's chest. So that's true? Like, that can be done? It's possible. Well, I mean, they have heart tissue in, like, Petri dishes still. Sure. I mean, I've I've heard of this, especially, like, um, old, uh, what do we call it, Black Belt Theater, Kung Fu Theater, you know, type movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will tear your heart out and show it to you before you die, or whatever, right? It's entirely possible that it might be freaking out and just, like, pump, 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 pump. Yeah. Man. Instead of just, like, a chill... Sit, resting heartbeat, thump, 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 thump. Well, there's some organ donor delivery guy going, yeah, that's totally what happens in the box in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying the to cooler remember. just fl- bounces no, around. And I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the story. It was well before I, I probably even listened to Free Talk Live, but it was a, a story of like the, uh, the accidental swap of the little Playmate cooler. Right. So apparently, okay. apparently they they put these like when, you know, when like some guy dies and he signed the thing on his owner, yeah. organ donor, like it, and they take him in and like, oh, we've got a waiting list of people waiting for X organ. I don't know if it was a they heart pull out or a tuna sandwich. And yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> like the guy showed up at like, you know, at the hospital or whatever. And they're like, OK, here it is. They open it up and it's somebody's lunch. <laughs> Literally some construction worker up on top of the building. Like, oh, man, I could really go for a tuna sandwich right about now. I don't know that it was. 
with a human heart? I don't know that it was a tuna sandwich, but it was, okay. you know, lunch nonetheless. Whatever obvious, it is. Obviously, like, somebody's home-packed lunch, and then, like, the other person got you know, the, the organ that was awaiting It's some kid in the cafeteria. He's like, oh, I'll trade you. Who looks spleen for lunch or whatever? I told mom, no liver. <laughs> no onions to go with it either. Really. <laughs> He's asking lunch lady, hey, um, can you fry me up some onions, please? I'm like, why? I'm like, because well, I, I got an organ here I'm going to eat for lunch. Can you cook this? My mom gave it to me raw. <laughs> uh, all right. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Pickless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. The on loan from the Sunday show. The, yeah, you 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 are on loan. It's true. Yeah, we had to take out a loan to get you to go on loan. No, we didn't. We, Not quite on loan from the Smithsonian, but we'll take it. We'll take we, it. We asked you nicely, and you were like, "Sure," and that that was about the extent of it. I mean, it didn't have to be a complicated conversation, man. <laughs> yes. Will you come in on Saturday instead? I, yes. I've been really working on that. I tend to be. Uh, I spent so much damn time in the corporate environment that, like, oftentimes before you ask, you have to explain the why, right, in order to get somebody to to be like, yeah, sure, right? Yeah. Um, instead of just being like, hey, can you do Saturday instead of Sunday? Instead uh, of just rude texting people all the time. You have to be like, hey, uh, you know, I had this thing happen, this other thing happened, and it created a, a vacancy in this particular thing. Can we, you know, I don't know, borrow some labor from your department, whatever it is, right? kind of a thing and and you know, normally if you do that they're like oh they've got a good reason and like you know i've helped them out they've helped me out you know blah 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 reciprocation and all that kind of thing um so <laughs> in the private world it's like none ya none your business either you can help me out or you can't but i don't need to justify anything to you about it but like somebody recently was like uh, hey man is that the thing you were selling still available i'm like yes and they're like, uh, can I come pick it up on Tuesday? I'm like, yes. Do you have the money? <laughs> they're like, no. They're like, I have cash in hand or whatever. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right? Is, is one o'clock okay? Yes. Right? Like, this was the extent of the whole thing. And I'm like, wow, I just had a whole conversation with, like, one-syllable words, yeah. man. You know, one word and one-syllable words for every response in, like, a, you know, a text thread of, I don't know, six or so texts. I'm also right? going to assume the guy that came to pick it up was, was a dude. It was. It was. Yeah. Why so, would you assume that? Because of the brevity in the text and the fact that he was okay with the brevity. You mean the brevity? Brevity. <laughs> brevity. Brov. Bruv. What's up, bruv? I'm not British. <laughs> Is that? Oh, they do say that. Oh, and I think it's uh, British in like Ireland Liverpool. and Scotland where okay. they, they say bruv. Mm. Or whatever. Is it not Liverpool? <laughs> so does this whatever. mean I'm going to be on the Wednesday show? No. So he's from the Saturday show. So you've got to fill the Saturday show with someone. And I assume the next logical thing to do is to just borrow from the show after that. So then you have to fill that one. So borrow from the We're show after in that. And then I end up on the new. Wednesday show. I, I can't even begin to describe to you how... <laughs> Uh, complicated uh, the scheduling of hosts and co-hosts actually is. We need an AI scheduling and, manager. And, and and I'm so glad that like I'm only responsible for the days that I'm first chair. Hmm. right? And and Bonnie, of course, is responsible for her days. And, and uh, she's been doing a great job. Uh, whenever it was that uh, the raid happened and I had to do schedules for the entire week. Mm. Right, I think you remember. I, I that had, was all seven days too. I had like uh, it, Mark put it together. Actually, it was a, a Google Doc 
I think, spreadsheet style, Excel style, and he had things like color coded and like, you know, yellow means Tuesday and red means Wednesday, you know, and all this kind of thing. And so like, and if somebody like was like, dude, I can't be there today. I go, oh man, and I got to call somebody and like hustle or whatever. Fortunately, we have enough uh, co-hosts that like finding a replacement, generally speaking, isn't difficult. It's the last minute stuff that like really makes it tough right you know if it's like the day of and somebody's like dude yeah. my car broke down i can't make it you're like yeah ah what am i gonna do you know so we've got a number of you know uh, unscheduled hosts who uh, have said hey you know you ever need somebody give me a call that kind of thing so we have plenty of people who are willing uh, at this point but uh, when we were doing seven days a week of the live show which we're only doing four now like it was a, a monumental task for for one man just to do the schedule. I did it, but like you had to be not only in front of the ball, but like following the ball like every day. Mm. So, but you know, we, we made it happen. We made it work. And the unsung heroes of Free Talk Live. What, what I really well, love. Did, weren't you listening? He's singing himself. Well, well but he's it was no Mar- longer unsung. But it was Mark before that. And who, got who no better to sing than you? Uh, Sorry, well, making a reference to your, your uh, musical career. Uh, CaptainKickass.com yeah, if you want to find any of my music. Yeah, that was the opening dish shell. That was the point. Oh, I was supposed to segue yeah, there? Exactly. Oh, oh, I missed out. Sorry, man. Um, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see that well, looks like people are calling. We'll get to those in just a minute. Um, I want to kick this show off by talking about... <laughs> we've talked about this kind of thing before, and I believe we've actually talked about this pastor Uh-oh. before. He's not the pastor of disaster. No. Instead, he's an Ohio pastor who has been targeted. This is from... By the state. Totally. We've heard of this kind of thing before, right? Uh, Some church tries to feed the homeless. Like, no, you don't have a permit. And the cops show up and, like, dump all the food. Or house them. Pour pour bleach on it or whatever. Yeah, they are real sticklers about feeding the homeless. Churches aren't allowed to do it. Uh, Food not bombs keeps getting kicked out of places. But yeah, you're just not allowed to solve this problem. But voluntarily, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's their problem to leave unsolved and thus yeah. get more votes. Is, it's not course, like they're solving it. Right. right. But that is, of course, you can solve it if you've paid. Mm. If you've paid for the license, for the fee. If you've asked permission like a coward, right? And then also paid the powers that be for the permission, for the slip, for the piece of paper that says, yes, you've paid your slave owners, and now you may feed the homeless. You have not paid the monopoly on evil that you are allowed to do good. Well, okay, let's clear this up as well. The likelihood is that this church has filed with the state for uh, tax-exempt nonprofit status. My guess, yes. So they've already got a permission slip. So if we're going to hang it on permission slips, they theoretically could go get one more to do what they're doing legally, just as they did to re- keep uh, remain tax exempt. But let's find out, because right. the headline says, and this is from Cincinnati.com, Ohio City targets pastor who helped homeless stay warm in freezing weather. What's the crime? Question mark. And uh, it brought them inside. I, it seems to be that that's the crime, at least uh, from I, I've only breezed through this article. I haven't like you know read it in depth. Uh, but the subheadline is: being homeless is not a crime. Helping the homeless should not be a crime. The real crime 
is that we do not do nearly enough to help those in need. Well, hold on. Being homeless is actually a crime. In some loitering. Places. No, I mean most like cities. Most loitering, cities have yeah, yeah loitering vagrancy. Laws. Yeah, loitering right. vagrancy. Yeah, no, like in it's one of the damnable miseries of our society that you are not allowed to exist without someone paying for the privilege. There's nowhere that you are allowed to just be. Yeah, this is true. Try not having a physical mailing address for a while. See how your life goes. Well, we didn't get to the article a week or two ago. Right, where they're banning stopping from walking in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can't even stop your motion yeah. without it being a crime. Yeah, in Vegas, let you're alone, just like, walking I'm down the here. street, and, like, you stop, and, like, a cop is around. They'll come up to you and be like, hey, move along. Right? Or, and Why if you... Why'd you a citation and if at you're this like, point? You're like, no, I'm just standing here. I'm smoking a cigarette or whatever, right? You know? They'll, yeah, they'll write you a citation, and that's a crime, apparently. So let alone being homeless or living or sitting or sleeping somewhere, right? You're not even allowed to stop moving. But look, man, it's it's just February, right? It just turned February, right? It's been January and February, typically the coldest months of the year, particularly in the northern regions, right? Ohio is in one of the northern regions where they get actual winter, sometimes yep. severe winter. You know, we're talking negative worse degrees, here. worse than New Hampshire. Although we are getting down into the, the teens again this okay. week. So, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, for here. Well, cold, cold is one thing, but they get like the blizzards. And the, you know, feats of snow. Yeah. We get that from time to time, but, like, not as regularly as, as they do in, like, Ohio and, like, Minnesota and Wisconsin and Iowa. And, the further north you go, yes. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm a city dweller. Yeah. And a foot of snow is plenty. Oh, and d- it has been for, like, yeah. the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, while our society leaves far too many out in the cold, Reverend Chris Avell of Dad's Place in tiny Bryan, Ohio, 53 miles southwest of Toledo, finds himself in legal hot water. The pastor's supposed crime? Taking in homeless people. Avell is accused of violating the law when he opened the doors to his church 24 hours a day for those who needed to escape the elements. So he used his church as a sanctuary. (laughs) Yeah, he used his sanctuary as a... As a well sanctuary, right. huh? Yeah. I mean, this is the type of case that jury nullification is meant for, right? You take it to trial. Yeah, jury goes like, "There's no way we're finding him guilty." Wouldn't that be a great world to live in, Richie? It, it's theoretically possible. It is theoretically okay. possible. It would be great, and I really wish people were like that. I mean, I I don't have it in front of me, but there was a recent case where something similar happened where they just couldn't prosecute somebody for whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Maybe like the Fiji.org website has the example, right, where the jury nullified it and said no. Well, the thing is, the judges and the prosecutors, they are very, very good at uh, showmanship. Yes. And they thoroughly convince every jury that what they are there to do is very simple. They are not there to decide whether something evil was done. They were. They are there very simply to decide whether or not this thing that we wrote down was violated according to our definitions. Right. And which is why organizations like the Fully Informed Jury Association exist and tries to spread the message of jury nullification far and wide yes. as an educational campaign so people know about it. Yeah, and when we we mention it on this show, hopefully we have people in Ohio, 
you know, listening, go go pass out literature for this guy at the local yeah, courthouse. Dear right? everyone listening, if you have a magic rectangle or a computer or a tablet in front of you, uh, go do a search for jury nullification. If you've never heard of it, you don't know what it is, do a search for it, read up on it, because... It may save your life. It may save somebody else's life. You may save somebody else's life if you're called to jury duty and you go and you find that there's no victim. There are things that you can do as a juror and as a jury that uh, could save somebody's life. So And keep your mouth shut because the goal at that point is not to find a way to get out of jury duty. It's trying to find a way to get on the jury to save someone else's life and, li- and livelihood. Yeah, what astonishes me is all the cases that end up having to get redone. And Oh, that's a mistrial. Yep. You told the jury that they had this constitutionally protected power. You're not allowed to do that. Except in New Hampshire. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. How, how many uh, different, uh, we'll call them counts, how many counts do you think they, they uh, you know, prosecuted this guy on? Oh, how many homeless people did he have? One count per indi- for homeless individual. You think it's one per individual? I would assume. I'm, I'm would not, not sure, but like, get, get, just guess at a number. 20 to 30. Again, how many homeless individuals are we talking? I have no like idea. Like 120? I have no idea. And how often did he do this? He might have done this night after night after night. Guy could have a thousand charges by this point. Avell was arraigned on January 11th and pled not guilty on eight. Zoning violations. Mm. Oh, because it wasn't zone residential? (laughs) Zoning violations. This is a commercial district. You're not allowed to sleep overnight here. And it speaks volumes about adhering to policies even when doing so is utterly ridiculous. Well, quick question. Isn't the whole point of a church to not be commercial? So a, that's why it's not a that's not why it's not a it, violation on that count. So, so why are right? They, it's a non yeah. like zoning violations are are not necessarily commercial. It's building code, right? And so if your building isn't zoned for residential, you didn't have a kitchen and a shower and bathrooms. Although most churches do have kitchens, I don't know about showers. Oh, whatever, whatever the rules yeah. are for yeah, the whatever zone. this in, in Bryan, Ohio, wherever the heck that is. Uh, it speaks even more about our collective neglect of the needy. The very thing was on my mind as I laid warm in my bed thinking about the case as temperatures outside dropped below freezing on a recent night. This weekend's temperatures in Columbus are expected to be below freezing again. Many of the city's homeless residents will be in shelters. Many will be left out in the cold. What did or what Avell did seemed a humane no-brainer. The people needed shelter. Well, despite being warned to stop in November, the pastor kept providing that shelter, even though his church was not zoned to do what churches do, feed and house those in need. So, yes, Peakless, he apparently uh, did this as far back as, you know, when it starts to get cold. See how nice nice the police are being? They could have charged him with every single person he let in. They're only charging him like 18. We told you that you cannot be a compassionate human being back in November. And look at how many times he violated that. And they're only putting him in jail for 18 of them. Good on him for ignoring the state and serving his higher power. Amen. Word. Between 2022 and 2023, the number of homeless people in the nation increased by 12%, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development's annual homelessness assessment report. Nearly 11,386 Ohioans. Oh, is that Ohioans? Uh, It's not Ohio Knights or Ohioans. Do you prefer Buckeye Stater? Ohioers. 
Anyway. Uh, oh, hi, Marks. <laughs> nearly 11,386 Ohioans experienced homelessness, sheltered and unsheltered, on a single night in January 2023, according to that particular assessment. So, peak homeless during the coldest night of last year was over 11,000 people. Okay. This is how uncompassionate the state is. Discompassionate? Lack of compassion? Whatever. You I know think you had it right the first time. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Heartless. Yeah. Uh, there's a subheading here that I think links to something else, but it says, uh, where's the compassion? As folks freeze to death in Milwaukee, Ohio pastor charged for offering shelter. That's another story uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where apparently something similar is going on where there are homeless people freezing to death because it gets so cold and there's not enough shelter. Can you imagine if they do nullify? Like when he walks in there the next time, the big smile and swinging, you know, that he walks in there with. Right. Knowing that, like, you guys are just wasting everyone's time. Wasting my time, wasting your time, we're wasting taxpayer dollars, because the, the jury has already said we're not going to do anything with this guy. And, like, again, uh, libertarian slash anarchist, right? If we want to talk about uh, the non-aggression principle or victimless crime, particularly in this case, who is the church harming? Oh, it goes above and beyond. This is that plus. This is the stuff that the people who think the non-aggression principle is not enough, right, want people to do, mm-hmm. right? Take action for things that you think action needs to be taken on above and beyond oh, yeah. just not doing harm. Yeah, no, it this is, is very, actively doing good. It is very important for human beings to uh, do what is right rather than what is legal. Right. Yeah. In every case, like if you feel like, like as I go through life. I find that the most difficult decision, like if you face a decision and you look at, okay, well, if I do this, then this will happen. If I do that, then that'll happen. Generally speaking, for me anyway, the most difficult decision is usually the right one, right? But you have to have the courage to do the right thing in the face of anything that might happen to you. In the face of the state, absent the state, the right right decision is usually pretty obvious and usually pretty easy. Right. Yes, correct. Right. right. when, when When you're struggling with a thing that... You're like, oh, it's the right thing to do, but man, it might be illegal. I might yeah. get in trouble. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you have to make a decision at that point. Yep. Are you going to do the right thing or are you going to do the legal thing? Yep. I encourage people, uh, this is not advice, I encourage people to do the right thing, particularly for other humans. Have some compassion. Exactly. Yeah. And I'd also like to point out that none of this would be necessary if they'd let enough people keep their money that we could have donated to the charities that would have kept these people off the streets in oh, the yeah. first place. Sure, but oh, yeah. one of those charities may also just be the church. Yeah, right. including this church including right here. Including the church. But they make it illegal, so even if there was a charity, right, sometimes people don't like going to the shelter because it's overly religious, yeah. and they choose to be on the street. And then they can't campaign on how many homeless people there are freezing to death. We'll talk more about this pastor and his church and what's happened to him for being a compassionate human and offering shelter to those freezing in the Ohio winter. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, 
Insist on IFOS Omega-3 Fatty Acid Certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA News Update. This morning, America strikes back, but there is a mixed response. The Pentagon finally launching strikes and at least 85 targets in Iraq and Syria in response to Iran-backed proxy forces using a drone a week ago to attack one of our bases, killing three U.S. soldiers and injuring dozens more. Now, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, Republican Louisiana, saying in a statement, unfortunately, the administration waited for a week and telegraphed to the world, including to Iran the nature of our response. In other news, the president is scheduled to visit California and Nevada over the weekend. Here's USA's John Schaefer. The president plans to be in Los Angeles Saturday, where he will meet with black leaders in the entertainment industry as they prepare for the Grammy Awards. His campaign intends to air ads during the Grammys focusing on abortion rights. I'm John Schaefer. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our fine radio program. We are a nationally syndicated talk radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We talk about things. Uh, we bring in show prep. We bring in articles of news. We generally uh, focus on like current events and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about that. You can talk about that, too, if you want to, or bring up whatever is on your mind. That's why it's called Free Talk Live. The telephone number, should you like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Bigless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest, happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there's no ticket cost, and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I, I really liked that they moved it back to you know sort of the, the pre-funk to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so yep. it's the first you know, four days or so before the fest. And so that was great because not only is it decentralized, you get to do you know, whatever. Like if you want an event, bring the event, be the event. You do, you, know? do you find that the pre-funk is more well-attended than the post-funk? Uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival is far better attended. Well, no, I got that, yes. but... The people is who, the pre-fork oh, as uh, opposed to the post-fork? Right. Uh, I, I, the answer, in my uh, estimation, is yes. Right, And this is just based on cursory observation. I was well, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm not there, so that's all I'm asking but, for. But, but yes, uh, and some of that is uh, because, well, the people who do their thing every year, uh, either A want to capitalize on a couple of additional days, right? right. So they come early, right? But or, or B, they just want to get there early and set up before the, the Porcupine okay. Freedom Festival. So if they get set up, they can open early and make a couple extra bucks too. Okay. So uh, there's that to consider just from a, you know, a financial right. or at least get your product or service that you're trying to, you know, do or your event that you're having to, to get it out there. But the other thing is there are a, uh, a small but... Um, uh, I don't know what the right word is. A uh, 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 dedicated, a dedicated contingent of people who have sort of been—I don't know—they uh, at least feel like they've been, uh, you know, sort of canceled or or otherwise, uh, you know, not friendly to the Porcupine okay. Freedom Festival, right? Sure. Um, you know, some people have like they've they've banned a couple of people over over the course of years and stuff like that. So there are people who really desire to have a festival where they can just do whatever event or product or service they want to provide Understood. or even just hang out and party without any of the right. you know the large festival sort of you know drama that goes I guess on my, in politics. my thinking is after the porcupine freedom festival right you have people who come from all over and they go like this is fantastic i wish i had more time right and then pork fest being or fork fest being afterwards would right. allow them to extend that perhaps and maybe there is the a um, like, I enjoyed ForkFest when it was uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. The two, the two benefits are, like, if you have it before, well, then you get all the pre-stuff and you get set up and right. the vendors can, you know, make a little extra money, you know, because sure. most of the vendors get there a day early, two days early, depending on what they're anyway. doing. Um, but 
the benefit of having Forkfest after the Porcupine Freedom Festival was always that, um, you know, the Porkfesters would begin leaving. Some would stay. Um, but then you would get sort of, uh, we'll call them regular people uh, attending because the 4th of July weekend is like right there. Okay. Right. And that's what Forkfest, you know, ran into. It like ran into and occurring upon the 4th of July. And so that's what I kind of liked about it being afterward was that it was better for outreach. Okay. Uh, for connecting with people who, uh, Forkfest, what's this? It's oh, Freedom Fest? Oh, I love freedom. It's the 4th. Like people are in that 4th of July mood. They're thinking okay. about the word freedom already. And so it was much easier to like just do outreach, to like connect with people just as like, you know, hey, you're a campsite across from me. And, you know, oh, you guys are having fun? Yeah, you know, we're having fun too. And this is what we do. And why right. we do it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I do a radio show. Yeah, here, you know, have some literature, that kind of stuff. So like it served uh, a, a better position as far as outreach to people who would come to the campground for the 4th of July weekend okay. rather than coming there for either of the two fests. That being said, uh, Fork Fest had to be like either a week or almost a week after in order to overlap the 4th of July holiday. This time. And so, well, most of the times, the, okay. way, the way it's scheduled, most of the times in order to get to the 4th of July holiday, it would be about a week, six, seven days okay. uh, after Porcupine. Pork, so that made it a two-week thing. They had to attend. Now that the Fork Fest is before, it's a shorter time. It's three or four days okay. before. And so now it's like a 10-day commitment instead of a 14-day commitment. Like I said, just the general curiosity is yeah. to the you know pros and cons of There's trade-offs, the but I, I feel like now it's back to OG Fork Fest, right? Okay. Fair enough. Fork Fest originally was before. It got moved because somebody suggested it, and everybody was like, eh, whatever. And so they did, and, and it was fun, too. But I think I, I prefer the pre-funk rather than the post-funk. Okay. Not personally. All right. Uh, so, uh, anyway, 603-283-6160. Let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. It's your boy. <laughs> the great now debunker. he cackles. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we all know who that was. And if you don't know... Uh, well, go listen to go find the archives. No, no, <laughs> yeah, you are welcome. If you don't know, you're welcome. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about this story from Cincinnati.com about a pastor who uh, has been targeted by the state, the city, whatever the the thugs, the goons, the the cops, if you will, the local gang, the mafia, for helping the homeless stay warm. In freezing weather, he has a, a church, and uh, apparently he'd been warned uh, since November, back in November. The at state least, at least shook one their time, finger at him and said, "If you uh, if you continue to open your church to help the homeless people keep warm, why you'll really get it." Or I don't know what they said, but God's eleventh yeah. commandment as handed down by the state: Thou shalt not house the homeless people during winter. It's one of those commandments that. Uh, was dropped. Well, you see, you got to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Oh, let's and not it get turns out Caesar claims everything. So you know, let's and don't get... try and get out of it with that render unto God what is God's because Caesar claims to be a god. So you know, just got to give the state everything all of the time. What about little Caesars? <laughs> give them five bucks for a hot and juicy pizza. <laughs> hot and ready. Okay. 
Well, you see, the circular shape and the golden cheese represent the sun. If my if my pizza is juicy, it's it's something's wrong. Sorry, there there was a guy who used to like do the you know he used to hold the sign out front of the Little Caesars where where I lived, and that's what he would shout: "Hot and juicy." Ah. So at any rate, uh, back. Meanwhile, did did that make anyone want pizza? Dude, we bought from Dickie all the time. Remember that dude's name? Had the name tag. Meanwhile, back in Ohio, the community shelter board counted 2,337 people designated as unhoused right in central Ohio during the January 25th, 23 point in time count. So somewhere in the north of 2,000 people uh, homeless in Ohio during the coldest part of January. Uh, the author says, I thought about those struggling to find safe housing in Columbus when I read the inhumane rationale from Bryan City officials for the charges against Avell. The city's engineer received complaints about people living in the church, which is zoned for business. See? A designation that prohibits residential usage on the first floor. Like... So they could have put them in the upper pews and it would have been fine? Or in the basement. So, again, wasn't the point of being a church... Not to be a business, so you're already letting them slide with that. What do you want? Just the state could to zone just it as? not be evil. Like you how, know, just just right. be like you know, we're we're letting you be not a business in right. a business zone. Right. So we're just gonna go ahead and let you be not a residential yeah. in not a residential zone. How like, many zoning designations do you want the state to have, though? Zero. Zero. Okay. Obviously. Here's a good number. All right. I like zero. I'll take that. But if it's like right now, it's like residential and commercial, and that's what you get. Well, and, and uh, if residential things. If or we really, do not have things centrally planned because it makes them worse. If they're really going to hold this Then you have church. pig farms next to the houses, peakless. Um, no, you don't, because it's really hard to keep someone paying rent when they're next to a pig farm. Okay. If if they're really going to hold this church I mean, we know to, big zoning, to zoning ordinances, shouldn't they just be like, hey, this area is zoned for business, which you are not, and like kick them out, right? You would think that would be the thing to do. Like They should have done this many moons ago. Why is a non-business able to exist in a business zoned Because they're also not residential. They're not. Their their purpose is but not. They're to not house a business, people. right? If it's I got zoned it. for that's, business, that's right? why. But you got to pick one, man. I mean, I guess the residential, yeah. commercial. Are, are they, you, are the they doing God's business? The state has the designations. Uh huh. Where would you put a church under under the state paradigm? Where would you put a church under the state paradigm? Where would I put a church? Where would you put a church? Um. Well, nonprofit. So, so here's, you've got to add a designation. So here's no, what I no would do. designation for nonprofit. I would say that you can't have them in either of them, and that will upset people enough that they'll go, why are we doing this? This is dumb. And then we stop zoning. They're not going to stop zoning. They're going to put them in the agricultural area, or they're going to force them out into non-zoned that areas. Agriculture is a zone. I know. Those are farming zones, and this is farming. They're not allowed to be there either. I got it. So then the unlikelihood is the unlikelihood is that people are going to rise up. The likelihood is they're going to have to go to where there is no zoning, and people are going to be upset that they have to travel that far to go to church, but that's what they're going to end up doing. And the churches where? will go out of business for lack of parishioners. That's, I, I yeah. don't think that's actually going to happen. I think okay. people will be upset enough to demand that you stop doing the thing that's keeping them from talking to God. 
That tends to be what people do. Well, normal churchgoers would probably understand that you don't need the building to talk to God, though. The author continues, I thought about a homeless man I wrote about years ago. He climbed into a dumpster to stay warm one cold winter night, and he was crushed to death the next morning by a garbage collector who did not realize he was in there. Oh, there was another story about that recently as well. Some lady got crushed and survived. Wow. Uh, Like those housed in Avell's church, the man needed somewhere to go. The only place he had was a trash dumpster. We have got to do better. A Milwaukee Journal Sentinel column I rent about a, I write about Avell reminds me of what Jesse Vogel, a fellow at the Legal Aid Society of Columbus, recently wrote in his Dispatch Opinion guest column about a father he encountered at a legal clinic for former Colonial Village apartment residents. An unlicensed property manager at that 508-unit apartment complex on Columbus's east side Rented to people despite being, uh, despite rooms being boarded up and having no heat. Why would anyone stay in conditions like that? Where well else could we go, said the father, a Haitian immigrant. In a December 13th letter, Bryan Police Chief Gregory E. Rusky cited case law that backed up the charges that Avell faces. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're a church. No, it doesn't matter if you're a church. We have case law. We have precedent. This what what you just said. They had nowhere else to go. That is an idea that permeates more than just this story, right? People are always like the the people are always trying to take care of those at like the bottom rung mm-hmm. during the worst stuff. Yep, unknowingly that that's the best they can do. Right, because if they could do better, they would. And this is where they're at. And if you take that away, you don't magically make them better. Right. You magically make them worse. Right, yeah. So stop doing that. Right, now they have nothing. It's like uh, when I was in Seattle. Like they, raising the minimum wage. There, there was all more unemployed people. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's what drives that activity at all. I don't think they're trying to take care of the homeless people. I'm, I think they're trying to get rid of the eyesore of it. Like well, they the are trying is, to, but, well, but the church is trying to help. Oh, yeah. Well, right. then, then yeah. let them go inside the church. It's a win-win. Right. The church takes care of them. There's no eyesore because they're off the street. Well, and, and once again, are these are problems that we wouldn't have if there weren't all of these regulations keeping us from building, quote-unquote, substandard housing and putting these people indoors in the first place. Yeah, that's why they're out there. Yeah. Is because they can't afford anything, and we aren't allowed to build what they can afford. Yeah, back in Seattle, uh, the homeless uh, at some particular junctions because Seattle's just a bunch of bridges, right? It's a bunch of hills and mountains, right? So the roadway is mostly bridges, and so the homeless would sleep underneath the bridges, right? The crevices where the hill meets the the bridge and that kind of a thing. And so to address the problem, the state decided to build these. Um, I don't even know what to call them. They look like little pyramids that okay. stick up. Uh, from the pavement, from the asphalt, so that it was not comfortable for you to lay down. Oh, they do that the with bridges. the benches. Right. They put spikes on the benches or partitions. In like we're just separating three seats now, so there's three seats here. Right, can so sit. you can't lay you down. You can't lay down. Right. Yeah. Unless you carry like a couple two by fours with you or Whatever. something, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like, so what happened in Seattle when they started doing these spikes under the bridges? Well, all of a sudden, all the homeless had to go somewhere else more visible than it was before. They exacerbated the problem yep. by taking away the, the one, you know, and like, you know, is it a public highway? Well, if it is, or a public roadway, if it is, then shouldn't anyone be able to use it? Well, and don't go there because then you'll have the protesters blocking traffic, well, which yeah. is another problem. Yeah. 
it, but it is under the and highway. That happened too. Under the highway is not an obstruction, right? Right. They're not bothering anybody. They're just existing underneath an existing. Well, structure. you see, the public will has stated that these are to only be used in certain ways, and since the public will is what owns it, they get to determine what gets to be used for. Public will, i.e., the politicians who reportedly run the place. Yep. Their will. Not your will, not the public will, Yeah, their will. Well, and those protesters who are in the road are exactly what the politicians use to say, well, do you want this to happen? Because this is what happens when you don't let us arbitrarily enforce our will theoretically on your behalf. And private roadways would solve that as well, but whatever. Yeah. As always, that's the actual solution. The law might be on the side of the city, but that does not mean much to those who find themselves struggling to find shelter, even if it is not ideal, safe, or warm. What Avell did was not perfect, but he did do something. How many of us can say the same? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean... Die, freeze to death outside the church, right, or survive one more night in the church illegally. Life or death, man. Yeah. Break the law. I mean, if I were a homeless person and about to freeze because, you know, it was below zero or whatever, even just below 30, right? And, like, somebody opened the church and was like, dude, if you're cold, come on in. I'm coming in, you know? Uh, If the state wants to do something, great. Far out, solid, right on, you know? Or go rob a liquor store and get arrested and spend the night in a nice warm jail cell. Mm. Yeah. Well, and There's that too. And you were I mean, saying, don't do it violently, right? Just be like, hey, I'm robbing you. Call the cops. Right. You know? yeah. mm. Well, I mean, you were saying earlier about how uh, a lot of people are like, well, these are the things that are beyond the non-aggression principle. And it's like, well, wait a second. Now, if you decide, I mean, you have to do something. Now, if what you decide to do is to embrace so much the non-aggression principle as to help other people be less violent, one of the things you could do is like, hey, when people are desperate, they're more likely to be violent. So I'm going to go find ways to make people less desperate. For yep. example, these people are about to be desperate because when you are that cold, you get real desperate real quick. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, and again, I'm fine with that, but it, you know, the, the non-aggression principle is the baseline. This is well above it. Well, the thing is, though, this is the same thing. You're just expanding to make the non-aggression easier well, this by is, somebody else. This is just basic yeah, human yeah. compassion is I what get it. it is. Yeah. But, some, but sometimes, right, on occasion, mm-hmm. people will take their basic human compassion and allow the state to act on their behalf. Right, way too many times. Well, yeah. but yeah. but that's how you get a lot of policies enacted that benefit some sort of justice issue. Yeah, right. So, well, those people need to be helped, and you won't voluntarily help them. So we're going to compel your assistance through state programs. And these and we wouldn't call that flub ups are just the cost of living in a civilized society. If we just let these people do whatever they want to, there will be chaos all of the time. But we don't call that non-aggression plus, right? Because that's that, even though compassionate, maybe in intent, mm. is not compassionate in outcome. Yeah. The long arm of the law came down on him for doing what we as a, a society should do, providing a place for those among us who struggle. No one wants to stay in a church, but they had nowhere else to go, Avell told Fox News. Many of these people, they'd been rejected by their families. They'd been cast aside by their communities. If the church is not willing to lay down their life for them, who will? Well, and another example of compassionate intent can, in fact, do the exact opposite. So 
there are plenty of people, I guarantee you, that are that really honestly believe that the best thing for humanity is to just let these people die. Just okay. reduce the carbon footprint. That you are the carbon they want to reduce. Yeah. That, that has don't been you very understand? Clear. If we don't reduce the carbon footprint, we are all going to die. So as heartless as it seems to you libertarians to just let people die in the cold, we need social order. And sometimes some you got to break some eggs to make some omelets. It's also a misunderstanding of how carbon benefits life. So, <laughs> well, carbon literally is life. It is. Well, okay, yeah, I'll take that answer, too. The Council of El Faces disregard a few facts. The unhoused needs somewhere to go. Being homeless is not a crime. Uh, it, I mean, I know it is. Like maybe not in their some maybe places, not in their jurisdiction, but it shouldn't be. Uh, helping homeless people should also not be a crime. The real crime is that we as people do not do nearly enough to help those in need. And this sort of calls back to what you you guys are saying about like people outsourcing their charity they yep. think that like oh well, i pay my taxes and they deal with that for me no that's not how it works they don't deal with it for you they don't take care of people for you nobody nobody takes your tax money and does charitable things with it okay it just doesn't happen well they give out welfare to some people i mean it's not charitable in the sense but they are helping those who can't right with so, your money so if people who complain about the homeless don't actually do anything other than uh, allow the states to take taxes, then they actually don't care about the homeless. I'll accept that. It's a virtue signal. Right. Yeah. It's a lip service. There you go. Uh, the real crime is that we do not do nearly enough to help those in need. For this, society is the one who needs a day in court. Well, I I, I beg to differ with that last statement, but I get the point yeah. that this author is trying to make. Well, and I think that's really the core issue is that people equate government and society. And they're two different things. Like, in the absence of government, society still exists. Yeah, they Open are in, a frickin' history book. Yeah, they are, in fact, such different things. They are opposites. The opposite of society is when you use threats to get your way. Yeah, and that's not cool, right? This is, if you're, again, violating the nap, right? If you're threatening somebody... To get your way, you are in the wrong. If you are forcing somebody at gunpoint to get your way, you are in the wrong. It's that simple. You learned it in kindergarten. Don't hit people. Don't take their stuff. Like, it's that simple, people. Sometimes I know libertarians like to argue about, like, the minutia and, like, the the what if this and the what if that and, like, everybody. Lifeboat scenarios. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. uh, Extreme. You would clearly violate the non-aggression principle if your life depended on it. Uh, Right. Uh, but the the point is that it's not that difficult, right? Libertarians, uh, like, uh, the principles being a voluntarist is pretty easy most of the time. The the core fundamental is. Yeah. The, the non-aggression principle is very easy most of the time. Easier than uh, knowing all of the laws that may apply to you at one point or another, depending on what piece of dirt you're standing on. Right. But it's insufficient, which is why we need these charitable Correct. things yes. and, and but it, beyond. But, but it's a good place to start. And Understood. It's, and it's not so complicated. Like, uh, oftentimes, oh, man, in this kind of, well. I don't. And it's also good for knowing where to stop on these good ideas. So, yeah, if you have this church that's keeping people warm when they would otherwise die, that's great. Yep. But if they have to go steal money in order to keep that going, yep. then you're doing the wrong thing. If the church is, is being subsidized by the state in some form or fashion... 
603-283-6160. Do you do anything to help people in need? Do you, I don't know, do you serve in a soup kitchen? Do you donate money? Do you what, what do you do to actually help people in need? Or do you just think tax money takes care of it for you? Give us a call. Your thoughts are welcome. More Free Talk Live. Hour number two is coming up. Don't go anywhere. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. 